Hey, Calvary family, this is Pastor Michael Grove here on the Bible Reading app. Today is August the 20th, and we are here in our Bible reading plan, reading through the Bible in a year, just a little over a month to go, friends. And today, we are starting a brand new book of the Bible as we jump into the book of Philippians. So join me or let me read this over you, whichever one is best. But right now, starting in Philippians chapter 1. Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus, to all God's holy people in Christ Jesus at Philippi, together with the overseers and deacons, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. It is right for me to feel this way about all of you, since I have you in my heart and, whether I am in chains or defending and confirming the gospel, all of you share in God's grace with me. God can testify how I long for all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus. And this is my prayer that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight, so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. Now I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that what has happened to me has actually served to advance the gospel. As a result, it has become clear throughout the whole palace guard and to everyone else that I am in chains for Christ. And because of my chains, most of the brothers and sisters have become confident in the Lord and dare all the more to proclaim the gospel without fear. It is true that some preach Christ out of envy and rivalry, but others out of goodwill. The later do so out of love knowing that I am put here for the defense of the gospel. The former preach Christ out of selfish ambition, not sincerely, supposing that they can stir up trouble for me while I am in chains. But what does it matter? The important thing is that in every way, whether from false motives or true, Christ is preached. And because of this, I rejoice. Yes, I will continue to rejoice. For I know that through your prayers and God's provision of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, what has happened to me will turn out for my deliverance. I eagerly expect and hope that I will in no way be ashamed, but will have sufficient courage so that now, as always, Christ will be exalted in my body, whether by life or by death. For to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain." If I am to go on living in the body, this will mean fruitful labor for me. Yet what shall I choose? I do not know. I am torn between the two. I desire to depart and be with Christ, which is better by far. But it is more necessary for you that I remain in the body. Convinced of this, I know that I will remain. And I will continue with all of you for your progress in joy in the faith so that through my being with you, again, your boasting in Christ Jesus will abound on account of me. Whatever happens, conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. Then, 
whether I come and see you or only hear about you in my absence, I will know that you stand firm in the one spirit, striving together as one for the faith of the gospel without being frightened in any way by those who oppose you. This is a sign to them that they will be destroyed, but that you will be saved and that by God. For it has been granted to you on behalf of Christ, not only to believe in him, but also to suffer for him, since you are going through the same struggle you saw I had, and now hear that I still have. Philippians chapter 2 Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interest of others. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, Continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. Do everything without grumbling or arguing, so that you may become blameless and pure, children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation. Then you will shine among them like stars in the sky as you hold firmly to the word of life. And then I will be able to boast on the day of Christ that I did not run or labor in vain. But even if I am being poured out like a drink offering on the sacrifice and service coming from your faith, I am glad and rejoice with all of you. So you too should be glad and rejoice with me. I hope in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you, that I also may be cheered when I receive news about you. I have no one else like him who will show genuine concern for your welfare, for everyone looks out for their own interests, not those of Jesus Christ. But you know that Timothy has proved himself, because as a son with his father, he has served with me in the work of the gospel. I hope, therefore, to send him as soon as I see how things go with me. And I am confident in the Lord that I myself will come soon. But I think it is necessary to send back to you Epaphroditus, my brother, co-worker, and fellow soldier, who is also your messenger, whom you sent to take care of my needs. 
for he longs for all of you and is distressed because you heard he was ill. Indeed, he was ill and almost died. But God had mercy on him, and not on him only, but also on me, to spare me sorrow upon sorrow. Therefore, I am all the more eager to send him, so that when you see him again, you may be glad, and I may have less anxiety. So then, welcome him in the Lord with great joy, and honor people like him, because he almost died for the work of Christ. He risked his life to make up for the help you yourselves could not give me. This concludes the reading for today. Let me give you a quick thought before we end our time together. I absolutely love chapter 2 here because it's so much about other people. In fact, Paul does something special when he looks at the nature of God, which he admits is Jesus. He says in verse 6, being in the very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. What does that mean? Jesus was fully God. He had the full power to do whatever he wanted. Yet, instead of doing whatever he wanted, he became a servant. In fact, he became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Paul is saying it this way because death on a cross was so disgraceful. And he is saying that God, in full humanity as Jesus, had full authority and power, yet he died a disgraceful death for our sake. And then he says to his friends, be like this. In fact, he says, do everything without grumbling. He doesn't want them to argue or to be people who complain to each other. He wants them to be blameless and pure. And the only way that happens is by caring for one another, by serving one another no matter what. And he says that when we do this, we shine among other people like stars in the sky. His call is to be children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation. Now, when Paul says this, he's actually referring to the words of Moses in Deuteronomy 32.5, where Moses said, that they have corrupted themselves. Their spot is not the spot of his children. They are a perverse and crooked generation. The problem is that Moses was talking about his own people at that time. And so for Paul to say this, he's making sure that these Christians understand. Even Christians are going to get this wrong. Those who don't serve others, who don't put other people first, they have missed the mark. They are not acting like the Savior who died on a cross for their sins. They have become self-consumed and selfish in every way, and that makes them a warped and crooked generation. But the contrast is this. If you can put other people first, if you can take care of others no matter what you think your position might be, then you will shine among them like stars in the sky. Not only that, He says, as you shine like stars in the sky, you hold firmly to the word of life. What we need right now more than anything else is God's people to stand up and serve other people, to lay down their lives for whatever it would take to love others. If we could be that type of people, we would shine like stars. No one would have anything negative to say about the people of God, but it takes us serving others. So serve the people around you today, no matter where they're from, what they look like, 
what their religion or background is, serve them and shine like stars. That's all the time we have left for today. I love you and God bless. Thank you.